The kick is good. Peterson breaks one tackle, changes direction, and here is Peterson driving to the end zone. Great Scott! Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's... Who the hell are you? You know. You all know exactly who I am. Say my name. Do what? Say my name. Erroneous! Erroneous! Erroneous on both counts! Alright! What's up, guys? We're back. Week three's in the books. You're listening to the Erroneous Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron May, the Erroneous One. Oh, this podcast is brought to you by ErroneousSports.com. That's A-A-R-O-N-E-O-U-S Sports.com. You can get at us on Twitter, at Erroneous Sports. We're all over the social media, and we're in for a great show today. Really looking forward to it. What a crazy week three. Um, kind of quiet on fantasy fronts, some of them. Unless you're a Kareem Hunt, oh, Kareem Hunt owner, then you're feeling really good about your chances to take home the championship, like myself. Uh, but yeah, we had some crazy upsets in week three. We're going to get into that on the show. And I'm really excited. Um, we're going to do our dark horses for week four and player of the week. My personal player of the week. Uh, but first, I want to get into the injuries. Let's jump into it. Here we go. Uh, first up, I want to go with Sammy Watkins. Uh, he's in the per- concussion protocol. He had a big game, 100 yards, two touchdowns on the second touchdown. Was taken off the field and assessed, put in concussion protocol. He should be good to go. For Sunday, but monitor that situation just in case. But I think Sammy W is going to help you get the W on Sunday. Uh, Darren Sproles has a broken arm, uh, and he tore his ACL on the same play. Unbelievable. Uh, he's on the IR. I think that's career over for Darren Sproles. You know, he was already talking about retiring, but. I think that's going to be the send-off, the broken arm ACL combo. Uh, And, man, going to miss him. Great player, fun to watch, and definitely brought home some fantasy victories for people all around the world. Jay Ajayi banged up throughout the game, it seemed like. After the first drive, he kind of came off and was holding his wrist, his hand, and then after that, he... Really didn't do much. So I would just definitely monitor the situation. You know, he was in the game, but he's injury prone. He's got the knee issues. I would just keep an eye on Jay Ajayi when you're setting your lineups for Sunday. Uh, Also, Kelvin Benjamin twisted his knee. And if you were watching, it looked really funky. Thought maybe he would had gotten a uh, pretty serious injury. It was gross. And he's doubtful. To play this weekend, although he was at practice today. We'll see in what capacity a little bit later. I'll be tweeting about that, so stay tuned on Twitter for that. But for now, he's doubtful to play. The good news is he is believed to be back in a couple of weeks that it's not too serious. Just might need to 
let it heal a little bit, but nothing major, no tears, anything like that from what we know. Julio Jones, limited at practice with a back injury, but he should be good to go. But, you know, he's a big name. Wanted to make sure that you knew. Uh, Doug Baldwin was having a huge game and went out in the fourth quarter with a groin injury. It said not to be severe. This is just another one to monitor. So we got a lot of we got a lot of injuries we're monitoring going into week four. Luckily, not too many of them serious. So hopefully our studs will be out on the field for us and hopefully that they're healthy in real life. Uh, moving on, Rob Kelly had the chest injury, the rib cartilage injury. He should be back for that Monday night showdown. And I can't wait. He's been on my bench. I might throw him in for that one. I like to have a player on Monday night. It's always fun. Michael Crabtree went out with a chest injury. That's just something to monitor. Uh, I think he's going to be okay. I think he might play this week, but he's definitely questionable. We don't really have that many details yet, but definitely keep an eye on Michael Crabtree. We hope he recovers well. Uh, that about wraps it up for the injuries for week three, looking into week four. Let's break it down here. I want to take a look at some of the week three surprises that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, we had some very, very surprising results, and I want to go over some of the players from those games and get some takes on those players moving forward and see, was it a fluke surprise or are they turning it around and you need to start paying attention to them in your fantasy lineups? Let's get into it. Week three surprises. First off, let's talk about the game over in London. Jacksonville beating the pants off of the Baltimore Ravens, winning this one 44 to 7. London Jaguars strike again. They always uh, seem to do well over here. I don't know what it is. The other teams can't get it going, but. The Jacksonville Jaguars love it over in London. Leonard Fournette finished 17 for 59 and a touchdown. He also had three receptions on four targets for 21 yards. Uh, most of that came in the first quarter. Then he was kind of quiet. But on obviously, Fournette is going to keep getting this kind of volume. You definitely want to keep starting him. Not worried about Leonard Fournette. Had a great game. Uh, Blake Bortles had 20 for th- uh, 20 of 31 for 244 yards and four touchdowns. The guy went off. This was a career game, you know, one of uh, just a couple career games where we have seen this Blake Bortles. Do I think he's turning it around? No, I think this is just still Blake Bortles. This is who he is. He's going to have these four or five touchdown games uh, once or twice a year, and then he's going to have those games where he throws four or five interceptions. It's just who he is. Um, and I mean, if you want to start him, it's just kind of that, I don't know if he's in London, start him, I guess if he's in London, you start him. Alan Hearns and the receiving core were pretty quiet in this one. Hearns three for 20 and a touchdown looked pretty good. Marquise Lee, four targets, uh, four catches, 65 yards. Didn't find the end zone in this one. The surprise driving this one home was Mercedes Lewis, the tight end. Four for 62 and three touchdowns. Wow. Three touchdowns. Don't pick him up. Don't do it. Don't think about it. This isn't going to happen again. He is not the savior of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This was just 
the London game. That's all it was. Moving on, next matchup that was a big surprise. The Jets beating the Dolphins 20-6. to What a game. I mean, if you look at the numbers, the offense was kind of, you know, kind of underwhelming here. Uh, the defense handled Miami very well. That's what won them this game. But on off, I, look at look at these numbers. McCown, two hundred forty nine yards and a touchdown. It's okay. I, I'm not going and picking him up by any means. Uh, I mean, Jermaine Curse, who had been having great games, great production, was three uh, for forty two, no touchdowns. Very average game for him. Robbie Anderson having the most yards of this receiving core. That's three catches uh, for 95 yards and a touchdown uh, on six targets, though. So he, I really like Anderson. I like the way he runs the routes. He looks good out there. He's a very talented football player. It's just too bad that he plays for the Jets. So he's worth a stash, I guess. He's getting six targets. I like that, especially for his big playability. Curse. I mean, we'll see next week if he can do it again. Maybe it was just a down week, or maybe he is kind of coming down out of the treetops a little bit. Uh, Bilal Powell, 37 and a touchdown. You know, he looked, or he's probably going to have a bigger week this week. He looked pretty good. Uh, Forte is out with a turf toe injury. So Powell, definitely worth a look if you want to start him week four. Moving on. Let's see. Sound that kind of funny. Moving on. Bills beating the Broncos, who just came out from destroying the Dallas Cowboys. Bills took them out 26 to 16. This was another one, might have been a little bit product of the defense, in my opinion. Uh, the numbers were pretty much average. Tyrod had a pretty good game 213, two touchdowns, was 20 for 26, and no interceptions. So, Tyrod definitely looked like he was in form this game. LaShawn McCoy had 21 yards, no touchdowns, 48 yards receiving. I don't know what's going on with LaShawn McCoy, but uh, he's just not getting it done. The defenses they faced have been able to stop him. It's just um, something to watch. I don't know. He's kind of moving. He's moved down into that running back, too. You know, he's definitely always has the running back one upside, but I'm afraid to put him there. I just have to because that's what you paid up for him. So keep an eye on McCoy. Uh, Jordan Matthews, three for five of his targets, 61 yards. It's pretty quiet in this one. Andre Holmes found the end zone, six yards. That was his only catch of the game. Charles Clay had three yards and a touchdown. So pretty quiet one from there, but he's able to find the end zone and make himself relevant, which is always good. That's about it from the Bills offense there. So that's why I say it was kind of a, I think, a defensive win. But still, good for the Bills. Good for them moving forward. Broncos are going to want to rebound, so start your Broncos. Uh, next matchup, Bears beating the Steelers 23-17. to Are the Bears good? Is that... Is that what we're talking about here? Because, you know, they should have beat the Falcons. All Jordan Howard had to do was catch that ball. But this one stole it from the Steelers. It was a great game. The Bears are exciting to watch despite all odds. 
losing Cameron Meredith, losing Kevin White, uh, Jordan Howard's banged up. They've got Mike Glennon starting, who had 101 yards and a touchdown and an interception to boot for this game. Did nothing. Glennon and the wide receivers did nothing to win this game other than hand the ball to Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Uh, I just see a thumbs down for Glennon. I want to see the Trubisky show. I want to see him come out, and I just want to see what he can do. It's not going to get any... I mean, you guys are doing great, but it can't get worse in terms of quarterback performance. I'm pretty sure Trubisky can handle handing it off to Jordan Howard, who is back, by the way, 32 points this week, 140 yards, two touchdowns, 26 yards receiving. Guy looked like the player we drafted him to be, the player we all thought he could be. He looks great. Uh, he did fumble, but I'm not too worried about it. Tariq Cohen also heavily involved. 78 rushing yards, 24 yards receiving. And these two, what a tandem. I love both of them. You can start both of them with confidence because they both have touchdown potential and they're going to be involved in this offense. Uh, that's all the games that were, you know, big surprises to me that we might, you know, need to monitor some players from those. Uh, it's all looking great. I'm excited for week four. And let's move into some of the dark horses for week four. Let's do it. All right, so the dark horses for week four, uh, I want this is more of going into some people that have bad matchups and people are kind of wanting to shy away because of these matchups, but I think they will still light it up despite these bad matchups. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, the first one on my list is the wide receiver Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs going against the stout. Washington Redskins secondary. Uh, the secondary in Washington looks great. They've given up the third fewest points to wide receivers this year in the NFL. So they're being very stingy. The reason that I still like Ty Tyreek Hill is that he is lined up all over the field. They've got him in the backfield. Uh, they want to use him. They want to get him involved. And he is better than any wide receiver that the Washington secondary has faced by far this season no disrespect to these guys but Tyreek Hill is just too fast he's just a better athlete uh Philadelphia I know they have Alshon Jeffrey who had a pretty decent game actually against Washington and the Rams who who do they have I mean Sammy Watkins had an average game but who they've got Jared Goff throwing the ball and then no Crabtree in Oakland and it's just I think Tyreek Hill is going to get the production. The Chiefs are on a mission this year, and Tyreek Hill is going to explode. Start Tyreek Hill this week. Put him in DFS. I'm going all in on Tyreek Hill this week. Uh, that's my wide receiver dark horse. Uh, my running back dark horse, Carlos Hyde against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, people look at the Arizona defense, and they see it great. They're awesome. And the secondary is very scary. Can be great, uh, but the run defense can be beaten. We've seen it. Uh, just recently, Ezekiel Elliott put up 80 yards and a touchdown, 14 receiving yards after one of the worst, the worst week of his career. Uh, that's 16.9 fantasy points, guys. 
16.9 fantasy points. I'll take that every time from Carlos Hyde, who has been running like a man on fire. He's just been blowing it up. Last week, 84 yards, two touchdowns, and he's going to want to keep that moving. He's going to want to keep it going. He is the top player in this offense, and they're going to keep giving him the ball. He's going to get it done on the ground strictly with volume alone, in my opinion. Uh, let's look at my dark horse for the tight end position. Evan Ingram versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa Bay pass rush is very underrated, in my opinion. I think they're great. Uh, they get to the quarterback quick. They rush you. Uh, so Eli's going to be wanting to get the ball out quick. Yes, Odell's going to eat. He's going to get his. But Evan Ingram is also going to be there. Tampa Bay is not giving up very many points to tight ends. But Evan Ingram is, I mean, more like a wide receiver, right? That's, in my opinion, the guy's a wide receiver playing in the tight end position. Eli has eyes for him. The guy has, can get it done. He's super athletic. And I think he can find the end zone once or twice against the Buccaneers in this one, who are going to definitely be focusing on shutting down Odell Beckham. Uh, my quarterback, Dark Horse, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now, he's been giving us uh, zero burgers so far this year. Hasn't been great at all. And I think now that it's been a few weeks, it's time for Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell to get rocking. I think it's going to open up the pass attack for Ben because Bell is going to be firing on all cylinders this week. And also, little nugget, since the passing attack is going to be rocking and rolling, Jesse James is a good tight end. And when he's open, Big Ben's going to throw it to him because he wants to win. And Baltimore is getting beat at tight end. They've got a pretty good defense for wide receivers, but they're getting beat at tight end. And we know the Steelers aren't afraid to use their tight end. Uh, the most fantasy points this year have been given up to tight end by the Baltimore Ravens. I like me some Jesse James. And that rounds out my Dark Horse players for week four. Uh, I hope it helps. I hope it hits at me either way. Uh, I love to talk it out. That's at Erroneous Sports, A-R-O-N-E-O-U-S Sports on Twitter. Let's move on to the player of the week. <laughs> My player of the week is Devontae Parker, okay? Uh, I mean, he had the garbagest, is that a word, garbagest? The most garbage of garbage touchdowns. The only score of the game for the Dolphins against the Jets at the last play of the game. Uh, he's building rapport with Jay Cuddy, and I think that it's just going to keep building. I think it's going to get bigger. I think that against New Orleans, it's going to be a very high-scoring game here. They're going to be slinging the rock around, and we know that Jay Cutler likes to sling the rock around, and Parker has been his guy. He's going to continue to be his guy. New Orleans has given up the sixth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Let's get it, Devontae Parker. Start him. He's going to be the wide receiver one this week. Calling it right now. You heard it here first. ErroneousSports.com podcast. With me, Aaron May. Uh, so yeah, Devontae Parker, that's my player of the week. And that's going to do it, guys. Uh, just a little quick show today to run it down. 
Uh, survived Las Vegas with my boys, had a great time. Now I'm looking forward to getting married in a couple weeks. Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is the ErroneousSports.com podcast. That's Erroneous Sports, A-R-O-N-E-O-U-S Sports.com. Uh, please visit the site. We've got great content over there. We've got articles from some of the best minds in the biz, breaking down, analyzing everything you need to know. We've got rankings updated every week. Uh, so when you're setting your lineups, you can reference it. You know who you need to start. And speaking of who you need to start, we have the use them and lose them also, where you can see which ones our analysts say you should start and who should be riding the pine each week. We also have the Oracle, who can tell you your fantasy player's fortune, how they're going to do that week. And enjoy Thursday night football. We'll be back next week. we got a rivalry matchup tonight. Best of luck to you in your matchups. Please at me on Twitter if you have any questions. Goodbye, guys. Make it your own, 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 make it your own